emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. What up, everybody? It's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody. This is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemeth. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio Show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into the... And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's.
and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. I want to say happy Tuesday to everybody and welcome to yet another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're so happy that you've taken the time out today to tune in to tonight's show, guys. And again, we have a great show in store for you. This is going to be part one of our State of Christian Hip Hop event that we shared on yesterday live on YouTube on Thinking Out Loud TV. We had a tremendous time. Want to give a shout out to all of our panelists on tonight on uh, yesterday's uh, program and show. My good friend uh, and co-host Ty Scott King, who helped us put a lot of this together. Uh, Steven Swig, uh, who is a CEO of, an, of a Christian nightclub. CHH artist and rapper B. Rutt, uh, Good Son, um, Dice Gamble, Epic, Double ATL. Shouts out to all you guys. You really made yesterday a tremendous uh, event. We had a, a wonderful conversation, a very insightful and impactful conversation on our Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. And we're going to be sharing with you part one of this discussion about the evolution and the growth of Christian hip hop. In addition to us talking about Christian hip hop on yesterday, we could not uh, in good conscience uh, have this conversation without first addressing uh, what happened uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota and what is currently happening around the country and even in parts of the world. Uh, the uprising that is taking place and what some are calling outrage in America. Uh, we uh, wanted to uh, take the time opening up to uh, really pay tribute to um, the life of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and Tamir Rice and Sandra Bland and Eric Garner and Trayvon Martin and many, many others that had fallen victim to uh, this virus of racism and police brutality in this country and um, we uh, took the time starting out to address that as well as uh, gave uh, Ty Scott King poet and lyricist an opportunity to share a spoken word piece to open up our forum on yesterday uh, the state of Christian hip hop so we'll be sharing with you uh, that in just a little bit but Again, uh, we uh, want to first start off by saying, uh, giving our thoughts and prayers out to the family of George Floyd. And uh, I know that this is a difficult time. I understand that they're currently leading a march uh, on the uh, on today, Tuesday, uh, Mar uh, June the second. Uh, I'm <laughs> June the second in uh, Houston, Texas, and I uh, was listening on my way home from work and just listening and. I understand that this is the eighth day of the protests that have been going on around the country and the world. And uh, what is different today, I understand, is that the protests have been primarily peaceful uh, in light of the fact that uh, the three police officers still have yet to be officially charged and arrested. Um, and so uh, I anticipate that these protests will continue on until that happens. And even if uh, they are arrested and charged that these protests uh, could possibly continue because um, the sentiment, the growing sentiment amongst protesters is that enough is enough. 
and we are tired of being sick and tired. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, um, you know, we've quoted Dr. King before um, in this particular instance, and I'm sure you've heard this quote already uh, given uh, what has been going on. But riots are the language of the unheard. And the question becomes, after these eight days of consistent riots around the country and even in parts of the world, uh, America, can you hear us now? Uh, uh, can you hear us now? You should be able to hear us now. And um, when you look at uh, history uh, of this country, uh, change has come as a result of uh, violence and a result of rebellion and revolt just like this. And so I know many are unhappy about uh, the circumstances and are unhappy about the looting and the violence that has come about as a result of this. But people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Again, it is no secret that our country is in need of real leadership because uh, the leadership that we have in uh, in in uh, the White House is um, derelict and incompetent. And uh, you noticed, uh, you know, what happened on yesterday was just more reason why we need a change in Washington. Uh, those who do not know, um, Trump uh, sent out the federal uh, police. Uh, with tear gas and uh, rubber bullets to disperse protesters who are peacefully protesting in Washington around the White House just so that he could walk out and um, and do a photo op with a Bible as a prop in front of St. John's uh, Cathedral, uh, which was uh, just terrible and in uh, and, 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 and such poor taste, uh, even after uh, saying that he was going to, um, you know, Know, uh, put the uh, military uh, police uh, on guard, you know, against uh, Americans, uh, you know, and it's just uh, it's just tremendous what what is happening. And again, more evidence and more reason for us to go to the polls and vote in November to make sure this man does not get a second term in office. Uh, but uh, again, I, I truly believe that if, you know, you you uh, think that he's doing a good job something is wrong with you because he has done everything in my opinion uh, to show us that he is incompetent that he is unstable unfit to be president of the United States there are politicians that have um, <clears throat> gone on record uh, saying that they are upset with the looters and upset with those that are um, burning buildings and and all kinds of other destructive acts uh, during this time. But um, I have yet to hear those same politicians come out against the behavior of uh, the police and reprimanding the police. You know, I, I, um, I really think that if uh, these politicians want to see change uh, in the behavior of the citizens, then they must um, insist and and demand that there be a change in uh, the way that uh, the policing is done in this country. There really needs to be criminal justice reform. We've talked about that uh, in earlier shows. And of course, we had a stand up speak up event talking about the murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Sean Reed 
and Brianna Taylor uh, back on Monday, May the 11th. Of course, uh, you can go back and listen to that podcast, part one and part, part two of that. And it's also available on Thinking Out Loud or will be available rather on Thinking Out Loud TV very shortly. So, uh, you know, we've met, we've gone on record saying that uh, black lives matter and that uh, there needs to be criminal justice reform in this country. And uh, I, I truly believe that uh, you won't see uh, change uh, in the citizenry until you see change in leadership. So there you have it. And that is where we are right now. Um, again, we had a tremendous conversation on yesterday. Again, we're going to be sharing with you part one of that conversation during tonight's show. And as a thought of the week, guys, we have a powerful thought of the week from none other than Dr. Frederick Haynes III. He's been a guest on our show. Uh, he was on uh, a few months back politics and the church part one and part two a tremendous tremendous conversation we had with dr freddie haynes pastor of friendship west baptist church in dallas texas a powerful man of god and certainly a social activist in his own right and intellectual and uh, we're he uh delivered a powerful message to america uh that we want to give an uh some time today during tonight's start of the week and share excerpts of this powerful message during our thought of the week. The message is entitled, We Cannot Breathe, But We've Got a Second Wind. This is a message that you don't want to miss. So, guys, we got a... So as I said, guys, we've got a great show in store for you on tonight. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN. Like our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. And guys, we've just revamped and rebranded uh, our YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud TV. We're going to be uh, having some exclusive interviews and other special events, live events that we're doing right from our YouTube channel. So do us a favor and subscribe to the channel and every time we go live you're the first to hear about it. So do us a favor and go to youtube.com forward slash thinking out loud TV so that way you won't miss an event that we have coming up. Also go to our website michaelnimmons.com. Leave us a comment on our thinking out loud uh, official show page or send us an email at contact at michaelnemis.com. A lot of ways to keep in touch with us, guys. We would love to hear from you. Want to shout out Kim Pratt, who also uh, was on our YouTube channel yesterday, leaving some comments. She was watching um, a watching our uh, event, and I uh, left her a comment saying that she needs to be on our second panel, uh, the state of hip hop, the state of Christian hip hop, too. Uh, very notable uh, Christian hip hop artist right here in the city of Detroit. So proud of all that she's doing and want to shout her out on tonight. Kim Pratt, a dynamic, powerful young woman of God doing big things in CHH. So glad that she stopped by our YouTube channel on yesterday. Uh, so again, guys, when we come back, we're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're getting right into the state of Christian hip hop with some amazing artists in CHH. Guys, you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, my name is Maya and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Guys, we are so very excited on tonight. We present the state of Christian hip hop. That's right, guys. We are live on YouTube, Thinking Out Loud TV. We are so very excited to be bringing to you this powerful and amazing discussion that we're going to be having in just a few minutes that's right guys um the links the link is live we are live on thinking out loud tv uh do us a favor if you are uh listening or watching us share this uh link on your timeline we want you to share this link we're going to be having an amazing discussion we have a tremendous group of panelists that we're going to be bringing on in just a few minutes Um, I am just excited. I hope you are as well. This is going to be a tremendous night, a tremendous night. Um, We're going to have an exciting night, a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited, guys. I really am. Uh, Just we want to welcome all of um, our first time uh, listeners to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Of course, I am your host, 
And um, <clears throat> we have been doing this show uh, for almost three years. It'll be three years in August. Uh, the podcast is a Tuesday podcast at 8 p.m. And um, we, are, we talk politics, we talk religion, we talk popular culture. Uh, we do it all right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to know more about us, you're more than welcome to check out our ministry website at michaelnimmons.com. That's right, michaelnimmons.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-N-I-M-M-O-N-S. And we invite you to like our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page if you want to know more about what we're doing, if you don't want to know about, uh, want to keep up with the show and uh, what topics we're going to be discussing. If you want to even share with us topics that you would like for us to discuss, we encourage you to like our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. That's right, guys. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Like our fan page and subscribe to the podcast. The podcast is available everywhere you listen to your podcast. Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Uh, We are there. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Radio.com, and the list goes on and on. I'm telling you. So be sure to check out the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, we have a lot of great things uh, that will be coming up and are in store for you. Tonight, guys, somebody say tonight, 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 tonight. We have an amazing lineup of guests that will be sharing with us about their experiences with Christian hip hop and why they do what they do. But before we get into all of that, I want to share with you uh, a statement of purpose for tonight's show. As I said, uh, this is something that we've been planning for some time now, something that I've always wanted to do. And I'm so glad that we're able to do this on tonight. But the original purpose of tonight's panel was to discuss the evolution of Christian hip hop with some of the industry's most talented and gifted artists. You know, we still plan to do so, but in light of the recent events that have been taking place across the country, we cannot in good conscience conduct tonight's forum without first addressing what's going on, not just in Minneapolis, Minnesota, not just in cities around the country, but literally around the world. You know, decades ago, soulful artist and musical prophet Marvin Gaye asked the question, what's going on? He said, mother, mother, there are too many of you crying. Brother, brother, there are too many of you dying. You know, we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. He went on to surmise picket lines and picket signs. Don't punish me with brutality. Talk to me so that we can see, oh, what's going on. I believe this song aptly aptly captures the depth and breadth of what's going on in America right now. The murder of George Floyd by the white police officer David Chauvin has sparked an outrage and uprising the likes of which we probably haven't seen seen since the 67 riots or the death of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And in fact, Dr. King said, that riots are the language of the unheard. And if this is true, then over these past few days, the nation and the world 
have been crying out in their collective voices, denouncing the killing of not just George Floyd, but Ahmaud Arbery, Sean Reed, Breonna Taylor, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Trayvon Martin, and so many other black men and women that have fallen victim to this deadly virus of racism and police brutality in this country. America, can you hear us now seems to be the prevailing sentiment from protesters, not just in this country, but in London, Berlin, and South Africa, and many other places around the world. And We Can't Breathe is not just the rallying cry, but it is the overarching condition of every black man, woman, and child in America. We cannot breathe because our collective lives are being suffocated by the bludgeoning weight of police brutality. People around the world are saying enough is enough. Today, we are saying enough is enough. Tonight, in addition to, to our plans to discuss the state of Christian hip hop, its evolution, its growth, as well as its talented artists, we also will hear from our panelists as they share their thoughts on what's happening in our country and what they can do as CHH artists to help bring a healing to our land. Speaking of artists, we have a very talented woman of God, lyricist and poet, who's been on the Thinking Out Loud radio show twice already. And in addition to being its co our co-host for tonight, tonight's panel discussion, she's also going to be sharing a powerful spoken word piece to kick off tonight's show. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to uh, my good friends, the CHH artist, lyricist and poet, Ty Scott King. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, Ty. Hey, Michael. You're up. Hey. All right, so I want to do this piece called America's Strange Fruit. Black to the bone, to the core, to the root. I am to America a very strange fruit, born from a tree nearly wilted from its traps into a world content with racial labeling and criminal profiles. I search for truths that have been withheld from books produced to tell history. And it's a mystery how they missed me or people like me when our backs were broken from building this country and our hands were calloused from sowing seeds upon which men and women would bleed and still not be free for another 400 years. I believe some mothers still cry those slaves tears because fear and anger run deep and get cast down through generations like heirlooms. And in the heirlooms, the stench of discrimination as this nation falls deeper into complacency, denying black beauty and black pride by trying to convince us that we're only looking for a free ride. And I admit, I'd like to ride my mule on my 40 acres if I could get it, but I can't even get it on credit because this system wasn't built on merit. For we are still struggling to reward good while scandals tear apart our hoods and hooded white robes are still allowed to congregate to spew words of hate. So I question the fate of the fruits that I will bear because they will still have to bear the weight of black in a society that tells us to wait in the back, pick up the slack, remain calm, hands up when you come under attack for being black. I am to my bones, to my core, to my root, a strange fruit in America's eyes. 
but I refuse to believe the lies that my problems lie in the pigment of my skin because racism never came from within me, but I found it hanging from trees on properties like decorations. Despite declarations of independence and equality, there remain complexes of inferiority, while those in fear of this minority lied to me repeatedly about the beauty of my ebony. They wish I were a dichotomy, but black, Black will always be a part of me. So I might die as I was born in the midst of a nation torn yet trying desperately to reform by reforming ideologies yet rarely making apologies for a history that stripped me of my inalienable right to liberty. And sometimes I still can't see that road to racial unity because my black takes me back to that tree where they hung fruits, black to their bones, to their cores, to their roots like me. Oh, say, can't you see? We are still a nation struggling to be free. Wow, wow, that was awesome. That was truly amazing, Thanks, truly, God. truly amazing. So glad Thanks, to God. have my good friend Ty Scott King with me. Yes, today. Yes, Absolutely. it'll be a good, good combo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of plans have been going into this event, man. And, um, and so we're so excited uh, that you are here. I want to thank you so much for all of the work that you've been doing to help us put this together. Um, and, uh, you just made it amazing. And I'm, uh, I'm just excited about what, what the conversation that we're going to be having today. Of course, we started off talking about uh, what's going on in, in this country. And yeah. of course uh, we, we, we had to uh, take a few minutes to address that. And we definitely plan to spend some time talking more about that. Uh, during this event on tonight. But I want to get right into our introductions because we got some panelists that yes. I know that are waiting uh, <laughs> to be a part of this conversation on tonight. So I'm going to throw it to you so you can introduce the, your first guest and then we're going to uh, go back and forth and introduce, uh, introduce the panel and then we're going to get started. Okay, well, ladies first. Dice Gamble is an internationally known, award-winning rapper, performer, writer, and music artist. She's also the CEO of the faith-based company, Dynasty God Idea, and she and I are co-founders of Christian Ladies United, aka Clue. Dice recently created CHH University, which is an online music school. And last but not least, she is a wife and mother of four teenagers. <laughs> by Stephen Wiley, the godfather of CHH in Los Angeles, California. Uh, whether he goes by Epic, Andre Jamal, or Pastor Burns, he's dedicated more than 25 years to the advancement of the gospel through CHH. I want you to give a warm thinking out loud radio show welcome to new friends of the show and CHH artist, DeAndre Burns, a.k.a. Woo! 
us on YouTube. All right, guys, clap it up. We want to see some claps in that, uh, in the comments, the chat there. Clap it up for Dice Gamble. What's up, Dice? Hey, how y'all doing? We doing good. We doing good. Yes, we can. Absolutely. (laughs) Looking good. Good to see y'all. Thank you. Good to see y'all. Absolutely. Good to see you, too. All right. I'm gonna shoot it back to my back to my co-host Ty. Yeah. All right. So hey, Stefan Gibbs. <laughs> Stefan is the founder and CEO of the Sanctuary Christian Nightclub. I, I, Steph Swig. If I say Steph Swig, y'all know I'm talking about the same person, right? So he launched the Sanctuary in 2007. He's also an event host, the producer and co-host of Crosstalk Podcast, and ordained minister, and a husband and father. He's got dice feet to seven children. <laughs> four four by and three by marriage, so that's it. All right, what's up, Steph? Uh, welcome to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. I thought I heard him fall, yeah. I thought I did. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> really turned into a party now when you get the Christian nightclub CEO. That was party time. <laughs> No. All right, my next guest is known for his passionate lyrics. He's a uh, uh, he's a true bridge artist that wears multiple hats. Part of the group, uh, amazing and good son. He shared the stage with some of gospel music's biggest names, and now as a solo artist with 15 years in music, he's several he has several projects under his belt. To his credit, the latest being OG, and he shares the helm of the uh, Cowboy City Music label. And sees himself as a mentor to young and upcoming artists. I want you to give a warm thinking out loud radio show welcome to my man Paul Goodson Collins. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Hey, what's up, Paul? You here? Hmm. Where are you at, Paul? He, he said we gotta say his here. name right. It's not Paul. It's Paul. Sorry, Paul. 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 It's good son. Southerners on here today. Good son. Right. All right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll go to our next guest um, while uh, while we while we wait to hear from Paul. So I'm gonna shoot it back to Ty. Yeah. Double ATL. He needs to be modest with his bio, right? So I, he has like a bazillion years in the game. But W Double ATL is a Bridgeport, Connecticut native who calls Atlanta, Georgia home. He's a Billboard and iTunes charting artist, and he's also a City Takers missionary. Which, if you don't know right now, you need to know about that organization because they're a phenomenal urban ministry that's transforming cities through hip hop, love, and Jesus. Double is also a devoted husband and father, but Stefan and Dice yeah. still have him beat. So. <laughs> Double 
Situation straight. I want to introduce my last guest, um, and uh, we hope he didn't drop off. But um, last, but, but certainly not least, another good friend of mine. He released his freshman album, Supernatural, October 6, 2012. In between the five-year gap from freshman album and sophomore album, B. Rutt enrolled into Destiny School of Ministry. And graduated a bachelor with a bachelor's degree in theology in June of 2015. Uh, he is a 2016 five-time Rhythm of Gospel Awards nominee and has held the number one spot for Preach the Word Network Talent Showcase. He released his sophomore album Power Beyond Measure on Saturday, June 10th, 2017, and is currently gearing up to release his new single music video, What You Need, featuring uh, the stellar award winner. Canton Jones. I want you to give a warm thinking out loud radio show welcome to my good friend B Rudd. It's B Rudd with the B Rudd. Uh I think he might have dropped off because I don't see his name in the in the waiting room. Oh here we go. All right, B. B Rudd. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, hey. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this to gallery view so so we all can see okay. each other. All right, I like this view a little bit better. All right, we still can't see Paul right now, but uh, we uh we, we know he's over there working it out. The Lord's gonna work it out for him. <laughs> Always. There we go. There we go. All right, Paul. Oh, what up, Paul? There we go. Man, I'm so excited, guys. This is truly, uh, truly, truly um, an exciting time. The state of Christian hip hop. Somebody, uh, Jehovah Jam, shout out to you uh, on YouTube. Greetings, uh, Jehovah Jam sent us a shout out. So, uh, shouts out to uh, Jehovah Jam. What's up? And uh, be sure to share uh, this link on your timeline so that others can uh, join in the discussion on tonight. Man, we got a great uh, discussion in store. For everybody on tonight, again, I want to say welcome to everybody. This is a Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Nimmons, and uh, we're just getting through. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. 
Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. All-Pro football player Derek Mason on Jay-Z in the NFL. Jay-Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay-Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay-Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip-hop. I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who, if there's someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him, like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really, um, going against the grain. Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last thirty years. Um, and I just created my own nonprofit, five oh one C three called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just gonna take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, part one of the state of Christian hip hop. Let's get back into this powerful panel discussion. In the waiting room with, oh, here we go. All right, B. B. Rutt. What's going on, bro? Hey, hey, hey. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch this to gallery view so so we all can we see each back. other. All right. I like this view a little bit better. All right. We still can't see Paul right now, but uh, we, uh, we, we hope he's over there working it out. The Lord's going to work it out for him. <laughs> Always. There we go. There we go. All right, Paul. Oh, what up, Paul? There we go. Man, I'm so excited, guys. 
This is truly, uh, truly, truly um, an exciting time. The state of Christian hip hop. Somebody, uh, Jehovah Jam, shout out to you uh, on YouTube. Greetings, uh, Jehovah Jam sent us a shout out. So sh uh, shout out to uh, Jehovah Jam. What's up? And uh, be sure to share uh, this link on your timeline so that others can uh, join in the discussion on tonight, man. We got a great uh, discussion in store for everybody on tonight. Again, I want to say welcome to everybody. This is a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Nimmons. And uh, we're just, again, thrilled for you all to be a part of the show on tonight. So I want to jump right into this. Um, and the first question I have for uh, the panel on tonight, because we got a lot of questions uh, between myself and, uh, and my good friend, Ty, who was co-hosting with me. Uh, my first question, and we're going to just open up the questions to whoever wants to answer and, uh, and kind of mm -hmm. just uh, start, the, start the ball rolling that way. So as Christians, we know that God's gift comes without repentance. Uh, the Bible mm -hmm. talks about that. And he created everyone, I believe, with a gift and with a purpose. Um, you can choose to use your gift for Christ. That he's given everybody the gift of choice. Uh, the ability to choose him or to reject him. I want to know from those of you who are, uh, you know, on the panel tonight, why did you choose, uh, why did you make the choice to give your gift back to Christ? I'm going to lean in like teachers do. And then when no, <laughs> nobody volunteers, I'll just pick somebody. <laughs> Not all at once. <laughs> Now, I'm always, um, you know, give ladies the opportunity to go first. That's the reason why I ain't saying anything. Okay. So, All um, right. But I will say I really didn't have the choice. Mm. Um, when I first started doing music, I actually uh, was a part of a group where my brother uh, was the main person doing the uh, writing as well as the producing. Um, and my mom was like, hey, add your brother. So I actually ended up <laughs> rapping a verse that my brother had wrote. And, um, but the very first place that I went to minister was a church where Stephen Wiley, who I didn't know at the time, I didn't even know what contribution he made to the music, was there listening. Uh, and he invited me to come back the next week to do another song. And I told him, uh, I don't have any music. He was like, well, find some, you know, you did this, so you have something. So I was like, well, I went, uh, talked to my brother. My brother said, hey, I got a couple of songs. I'm not planning on doing this anymore. You can use my songs. So I ultimately used uh, my brother's songs. But every single week I went, Pastor Wiley kept, you know, Stephen Wiley kept telling me to come back, come back, come back. So I just started coming back and got to the point. I started doing the same old songs over and over again. Um, but then over time, the Lord just kind of blessed me with the ability to be able to write, uh, write my own rhymes and to um, do my own music. So I, I really feel like if I would have chose to stop and do it for the world, which I did have a couple of choices, uh, even in, from a standpoint of getting signed to Warner Brothers, um, but they didn't want Jesus. They just wanted me. <laughs> and uh, I had to make the choice. I really feel like if I would have chose to do it any other way, the ability that I was given by God would have been taken away. So mm. I don't feel like I had a choice. Mm. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. That's good. Who's next? Who's next? I think double's next. Look, I prophesied <laughs> that because he was ready too. <laughs> I was about to say something. Let's yeah. go double. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, uh, 
I had this thing about it where I didn't want to rap what I wasn't living. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's like where I was like, okay, I kind of feel like it's there. Like I, I would mess around with words as a teenager. And people would tell me all the time, like friends of mine, like, yo, you should rap, you should rap. And I and they rap. So I was like, nah, I'll leave that up to you. I'm just a fan. I'm just a student. That's what I used to always say. And so um, when I decided to do it, I saw people that looked like me. I went to an event. I saw guys that looked like me, um, girls that looked like my, you know, like my, uh, well, wife now. And I'm like, well, okay, so people, they do this Christian hip-hop thing, and they mm. look like how we look. So maybe mm. it's a possibility. And um, uh, that week I threw away thousands of dollars worth of music, and, um, and God woke me up that same week. Um, and I wrote about three songs, full-length songs, not just rapping. I wrote two 16s and a hook, you know, and, and just knew how to format it. Two and 16s, so, not just one. Yeah, yeah, not, well, now 12. <laughs> right. 12 now. But no, I, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote full length songs and, and um, God showed me like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Um, and so, again, I wasn't going to be fake about it. So whatever I was living, that's what we was going to be, we was going to put in that music. So that's how it started with me. So kind of like the brother said, I didn't have a choice. That's what God put on my heart. And he showed me, and you know, when when I wasn't living it, I wasn't really messing with the music. <laughs> wow! And, um, you know what I'm saying? So I never really took a chance to go. Let me go do this for the world because I I just knew, like, I just had this fear, you know, of God. Like, mm -hmm. I'm only gonna do this because this is what you showed me. And I truly believe that um, when you're when you are using your gift for God, He just opens doors that you cannot yeah. imagine. He just makes ways for you that just blows your mind. And, 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 you know, you just, you know, uh, I know we're still all in it and it just seems like, um, um, you know, uh, we are doing what we're doing and, 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 and we may not be where we want to be, but, you know, I think um, we're better off where we are. Uh, sometimes the enemy wants to get us think that, you know, we're, uh, you, you, you could have been better on the other side. In fact, there's a, a song on Messenger uh, 4, uh, Bizzle's album, Lucky You, um, that, that, that kind of alludes to that, that, you know, um, but, but he decided to, um, to choose Christ over everything mm -hmm. else he could have chosen. And, right. and I think, mm -hmm. again, we're all better off uh, choosing Christ. So, yeah, and I didn't, didn't want to take any, any away any, anybody's momentum, but um, just wanted to kind of insert that little, interject that little bit yeah. before yeah. we move on. Yeah. So who's next? What's up, Mike? What's up, Ty? This your boy, Rutt. B. Rutt. What's up? What up? Okay, hey, the little big fella. Man. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. So, Peep game. So for me, coming up, the youngest of five brothers in Pontiac, man, Pontiac, right. Michigan. Right. Uh, I grew up in a singing family, a singing household. You know what I mean? Singing. Singing. Um, so in 2007 was my senior year in high school, right? Um, we were in a studio heavy. I was like, a lot of Friday nights, I couldn't go uh, out. I was, you know, I couldn't hang with the fellas. A lot of time, I would go to football practice. Come home. Well, I'm sorry. Friday nights, I either had football games, or when the football season was over, I was going straight to the studio working on the, the uh, freshman album with my brothers, which never released. So this album, we were working with a well-known producer um, who contract ended 
of with Dark Child Entertainment. He moved back home. Me and the brothers was working like crazy, working on this album. We got like half the album finished. And in the midst of this album, I was just a fly on the wall, like not that great of the vocalists in my family. So I was soaking up the game. I was soaking up uh, writing pre-hooks, how to write a verse. I was soaking up so much knowledge watching how the engineer was recording. So when I uh, when we paused the album, um, I, I began, that's when I began to write. So uh, when I began to write, um, I learned so much and I, be- I had so much. God was uh, speaking to me and God was um, giving me so much material to say that I couldn't put it in a singing form. Right. I just, it was so much. I was writing so much. I just I couldn't sing it. I'm like, how can I get this song out? And, you know, growing up in Pontiac, I mean, riding a bus at, you know, middle school or, you know, high school, hip hop was, it was popping. You know what I'm saying? That's, I didn't know what hip hop was until like middle school, high school, until I started riding a bus. So that was the only way for me to get it out was to rap it out. And I went to film school, graduated in 09 from the Motion Pictures Institute, worked on a music video for myself as my thesis film project. And, wow. you know, friends and family was like, yo, this is your first song? I was just like, yeah. They like, yo, you might have something. You might have something. So um, ministry for me has always been first. Um, if it wasn't for ministry, I wouldn't even be doing it. I wouldn't, right. you know, some people love music so much yeah. to where if they wasn't doing it, God, if they wasn't doing it for God, they'll be doing it secular. I don't love music that much. So for me, the, it wasn't an option. It was just ministry. You know what I mean? So um, that's what it was. That's how, you know, that's how it was for me. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I like how you said if if it wasn't for ministry, like that component can never fade away, right? Because what we do is yeah. for God ultimately. I know Stefan has a story about how he started. <laughs> I do, I do, yeah, I do. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my gifts, apparently. Um, <laughs> but I'm the, I'm probably the only non-rapper you have on there uh, we, that we have on here. Um, I don't have a background in music. I didn't have a background in anything I did until God gave me the vision. Um, so for me, I created a Christian nightclub called the Sanctuary, and um, it's kind of hard to say where my you know how I chose it. I don't think I felt like I it chose me in a sense. Um, I never looked into it. I was a regular guy going to church and wanted to win souls, but that was my only thing I was trying to do. But God, God gave me a vision to do a Christian nightclub to win those who don't go to church and kind of represent the gospel because there's a lot of people who don't go to church because of what they've seen and the religious aspects of it. And uh, God gave me the vision to do that. And I have no background in music whatsoever to this day. However, um, I, think, I think my gifts came along as I developed into the ministry of the sanctuary. Um, I would say if I had to put a name on the gifts that I had prior to doing the sanctuary, I would say leadership and maybe, maybe influence. And I've always been a planner. Yeah. Um, so when God gave me the vision to do a Christian nightclub, I didn't know anything about holy hip hop, Christian hip hop, whatever you call it. I didn't even know that it really existed. And so I just received the vision after 
feeling like at the at the first I felt like it was wrong. You know, Christians and club didn't seem to go together. Then when I accepted the vision, I told guys, "Okay, God, well, I accept it. Yes, I'll do it, but I need to do." I need to have a Christian DJ who spins Christian hip hop. Didn't know it existed at the time, but however, on the front page of the Clayton County paper was an article said Christian DJ spins Christian hip hop for the youth, which would actually happen <laughs> to be uh, DJ Knockout and DJ Knockout. knockout. Yes, Chris O was Knockout. <laughs> so he took me under his wing and introduced me to a bunch of artists. He introduced me to Double, Ty, Flow, Platinum Souls, and they kind of took me in, kind of, they all took me under their wing and then it snowballed from there. And so we had so to. So it's hard because you're so tall, so we literally had to like, yeah i know right <laughs> i right. still got a first picture of us together when you stand on your tippy toes trying to get to my height <laughs> so that's the vision for me why i do it um souls i mean i just feel i just have a huge burden for people who who've been turned away because of the stuff that turns a lot of people off from from christianity from from just um the church heard to religion to all these rules and not a real relationship so i try to present yeah. represent them an accurate gospel of love and just show them that people look like you and i can love god too without being yeah. super super churchy right yeah that's what's up um michael's having some technical difficulties but we're gonna keep it going i i, I know it's paul and dice left and yeah i know y'all wanted to do ladies first but sometimes dice does this thing where she's like i'm so shy i'll just go last so Oh, she unmuted her mic though. So what does that mean? <laughs> no, that was just, uh -oh. that was just so I can agree with you. She got some fire. Fire, dice. I guess it's Paul's turn then. <laughs> oh, you gotta unmute yourself, or I can unmute. I think. No, I can't. Um, uh, no. There we go. There you go. Yep. All right, sweet. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? What's hey, up? Paul. Hey, good hey. son. Hey, what's going on, baby? For me, man, it was it, it's a little different because, like, like just like B, I grew up kind of in a, a family that was music always around, and uh, I was actually a DJ at like sixteen. Um, but what was crazy when I gave my life to to Christ, I like 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 the, like double. I, I gave away man tons of music, like you know, I gave away a lot of music. And what was crazy, like some of my first introductions to uh, to to gospel music period my sister gave me a a, a cassette for Rance Allen which are, of some other things and I wasn't like real big on you know I'm like man but I actually you know I grew to like it but anyway like my first um I think my first man foray in uh, Christian hip-hop was a group called SFC in California and um from there yeah. it was DeAndre's like, I know them. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was that did it for me. Then T Bone, Gospel Gangsters. But at the same time, though, in myself, even though I had always been, you know, musical and I rapped and stuff, I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, how many times can you say Jesus on the song? You know, so I really wasn't sold on doing um, Christian hip hop. And so, my shout out to my partner, Amazing. At the time, they had a club, which, which a lot of people don't know like Detroit and maybe like 19, let's say 2000, had a huge Christian hip hop community. Uh, DJs, producers, uh, artists, like everything. And uh, my partner introduced me to some people that used to have, uh, they used to have these shows like at this coffee house. And man, it was, I mean, like, like it wasn't just the music. It was, you could tell that these people were so out for Christ. And that's what really like drew me into it because it was like, you know, they were just really, really passionate about ministering to souls. And um, 
I just remember going mm-hmm. to one of the guys that I knew at the time and asked him, you know, what should I do? Because I had no clue, nothing, knew nothing about the music industry, anything. You know, I'm like, should I shop a demo? You know, blah, blah, blah. And he told me some information that uh, still sticks me to this day. What he told me was, if you don't invest in yourself, nobody else invests in you. And so right. from that day to this one, we've been, we've, been, we've been rolling, man, just, you know, doing, trying to be a light, you know, and trying to encourage people. So that's, you know, that's how we got it. Yeah, that's what you got to have people who like bring you in because a lot of the stories are like, I didn't know anything about anybody, but I saw somebody and they were like, okay, do this. So I think that's how it gets passed down, like through generations is just we teach next, the next, the next. So, all right, guys, and you next. Yeah, so raised (laughs) in the church. You know, baptized at age five, old school, you know, daddy a preacher, true preacher's girl in the building. (laughs) And I just ran, you know, after I got old enough, you know, I'm in Atlanta and I'm, you know, I'm 19 and I'm, I'm just, I'm loving it. So I'm like, okay, everything I couldn't do, didn't get to do, I'm doing. And, um, that's what I was doing. And I got, uh, yeah, Ifani, Ifani came and knocked on my door one day. I was living in a, in a project in Lawrenceville. Yeah, I was living in a project, you know, trying to get out of my, my, uh, horrible relationship. And I told, I told God, you know, I just say, you gotta do something. I said, if you don't do nothing this weekend, uh, that's it. Like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Like, I know you're with me, but between that time, Ifani came, knocked on the door and said, sister, are you saved? And I was like, yeah. You know, I was offended, even though I'm ratchet and acting like a heathen at the time. And he was like, well, I want to invite you to my church, you know? And I was like, okay, okay, God, I see you with the signs. I see you with the signs. And then um, started going to church and then I got out of the church and, and then I was in a three car accident, you know, two back to back in the same place on highway 85 going north, uh, right. Or 85, 75, right before Chester bridge. And um, that was what got my attention. You know, one time the last car accident, my car stopped on the highway and I saw a car come into my car and go out of my car. And I just heard oh, wow. cars crashing around, cars crashing around me. I just tucked my head. Um, and I called my friend and I was like, Hey, I just need you to pray for me, you know? And I, but being able to walk away from that relationship, um, and that, I mean, my relationship with everything in life from you name it, just, uh, being out there doing things I shouldn't have been doing with whoever I should, wanted to do them with, you know, from drugs, alcohol, you name it. Like, um, that was my wake up call, you know, for me. Yeah. So it's like, I knew what I should have been doing, but it's almost like God was trying to show me, like, I keep sparing your life. Like I keep sparing, like I keep sparing your life. And it was like, he just, he just kind of would just let me be. And then just kind of just take me out of it. Let me be and take me out of it. And I was like, you know, I know this is God because this is not luck. At this point, it is not luck. You know, I need, yeah. I, but I'm the type of person. I need a rainbow. I need a pillar of a fire. You know, like I need, I need, I hate to say I need signs, but I kind of got like Holy Ghost ADD or whatever you want to call it, where I'm like, I'm paying attention, but I'm like, you know, you know, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. That's, yeah. that's the type of person I, that's just who I am because when I, when I go for whatever God says, I'm going. So there's no turning back. So I think, you know, that's just kind of how the Holy Spirit works with me. He's like, no, it's me. No, it's really me. No, it's me. It's really me, Doc. This is the go. So um, I've always loved the church. I heard somebody say that earlier. You know, raised in the church, loved it, couldn't sing. And so I fell in love with rapping at a very young age where I'm like, I can rap. I can't sing, mm-hmm. but I can rap. So 
after um, all that interaction, and I really gave my life to Christ February the 1st, 2004, officially, um, that's when uh, I just prayed about my name, Dice Gamble. Gamble is my real last name, for those of you who think I made that one up. Um, and uh, the Lord showed me um, in, uh, in the Bible, it was Luke 23 and 34, where the picture of of Christ on the cross between the thieves and the last thing he asked God is Father forgive them for they know not what they do and then the soldiers rolled dice and gamble for his clothes and that was my confirmation that I was supposed to walk and teach forgiveness so that's so my my it's just been this battle um with me you know and whatever angel and I'm just like I I just didn't want to do what God wanted me to do but my whole life was based on forgiveness and so that's what I get to teach now that's what I love teaching that's why I'm very forgiving or I try to be as best I can and and uh that's the only reason why I get to do what I do is because I've been forgiven so um and you're tuned in to the thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. What's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. I hope you enjoy part one. Of the state of Christian hip hop Let's hear the conclusion of part one Of this panel discussion So I do it through music I do it through music I try to share that through hip hop You know Hey man that's what's up That's good stuff I know that for me like double It was like I feel like 
it chose me. I didn't, I was writing since I was eight, but my, I came in through the poetry side. So I always had like MC fantasies and I would, I would emulate people and, you know, copy rappers that I liked, but, um, getting in on the poetry side, it's like, I'm in the, God placed me in the midst of the biggest poetry lounge in the nation, the poetry lounge in LA. And all these people are just doing you know poetry when you go to a space like that people are just open and so I'm mm-hmm. just hearing all, all kinds of stuff but I had gotten saved right before he put me there and I had friends oh. who didn't they weren't in ministry they didn't um they ministered to me <laughs> but they weren't mm-hmm. artists of any type they weren't you know they're creatives in their own way but this wasn't even their thing but God used them to like pour into me and pour into me and pour into me so by the time I got into that venue. It was like, I don't even need to say what y'all say. I stood out from the very beginning, like, but I was cool with that. I was okay with being the light. Cause I knew that's why God put me there. Um, but in the, in the midst of that, God started opening more doors and just like leading me in different places. Right. So I remember being in a church and the first Christian hip hop concert I tried to go to was gospel gangsters. And I say try because it was my church, but it was so crowded. We couldn't get in. And I was like, who the, who the heck are these dudes? Like we can't even get in the church. Cause they just like, there were thousands of people there. So that was my first Christian hip hop event that I ever went to. So I wanted to ask y'all like, what was your first Christian hip hop event? Like, I know a lot of y'all had the same, you know, you encountered people, but, who did you see first that was like, dang, okay. I, I can start. I, I went, I remember it was 2002, the uh, Holy Hip Hop Awards and Showcase um, mm. here in Atlanta. And um, I just remember that was when I went and I was like, man, these dudes, like, they look just like me. Um, and so, but I, but I think what got me was uh, I was in there watching and I saw Corey Red and Precise. Mm. Oh, and, wow. Because I'm in Atlanta, but I'm I'm a I'm from up north. So like these guys were like straight New York. And uh right. and when I saw when I saw these guys, man, I'm like, yo, like man, these dudes is real. And then when you hear Corey and Corey precise is real. rap, like, yeah. like yeah. they rap they rap in that street yeah. talk. You know, like right. I grew up right. I grew up all around dope boys and drug dealers and killers. So when I heard them rapping, I'm like, Oh, I relate to this. Like yeah. They, yeah. they was in the spot. It was them and then it was uh a good good brother my my brother to this day who i talk to often urban d when mm-hmm. i saw urban mm-hmm. d it wasn't it wasn't his like lyricism it was they were hip-hop they had break dancers mm-hmm. everything about mm-hmm. him was hip-hop i grew up in the 80s so seeing Corey red and precise with that street talk and then seeing mm-hmm. urban d and his crew like with those elements of hip-hop i was like man i'm i'm in I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Corey Ray was nice, man. Classic. Anybody remember the frontliners? Yeah. 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 Right, the frontliners. <laughs> That's another old old hip hop. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Oh, um, go ahead. Yeah. Well, my first ex- <laughs> <laughs> my first experience was actually uh, it was in 2005, and it was the actual the St. Pauli Hip Hop Awards that Double was talking about. And actually, mm. 
that was the first time I met Double, Ty, Flo. Yeah. Most of the people, some of them I had listened to before I got there, but it's like everybody mm-hmm. I was listening to at that point was like performing. So it was mm-hmm. really, really cool. I, I was like starstruck that. and just, mm-hmm. it was just so real. I'd never been in an atmosphere like that with so many people dressed like hip hop heads, but willing to pray with you and mm-hmm. to talk to you. Like these people was really on fire for God, but it looked like you and me, like Double said. And it's like, I'd never been around that kind of people before. Everybody looking at like, you know, this is how we live our life. It was no shame. It was like, it's just out front. Like, with, with the whole culture of hip hop is always bold and express yourself. And that was the same uh, tenacity and boldness I seen about Christ. So everybody was like, yo, let's pray. I, had, I saw a dude, he had a Bible on his table. It was like, it was just, it was just a whole awesome experience for me from that moment. I was hooked, man. I, I made up my put my mate, my mind to go to the Holy Hip Hop Awards every single year after that. When January came, I already had my tickets. <laughs> my experience. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to tell you this, like I was always jealous of, of, MCs that were in Atlanta because I always wanted to go to Holy Hip Hop Award. <laughs> but I was all you the way in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. They the, came from everywhere, man. You should have came. Yeah. 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 You should have came with Macho and Elsie Newbreed. Man, yeah. I probably, yeah, I, I should have. There was even one time where I, I got cleared to be able to come and do music, and I still just, you know, you know how it is. Struggling um, mm-hmm. Christian artists don't oh. be having all the money to be doing all of that. Right. But, Facts. Um, I, know from, I know for me, there were a lot of, um, you see, in Cali, it was a little bit different. Now, I'm no longer in Cali. I'm in Montgomery now, but uh, Cali was like, it had a lot of pockets. So it was a lot like my yeah. brother saying how Detroit was like really, really buzzing at a certain point in time. That's kind of how it was in L.A. Uh, and there were a couple of places that I could really remember because you got to remember, like, as all I, I know all of y'all artists, you've done like a multitude of little small churches where there might just be a handful of people Mm-hmm. Might be a couple of artists that you end up meeting. Some you're happy to meet because they were like, you know, people you listen to. Some you weren't happy to meet because you realized how they really was. True, but, true. Um, happened to me a couple times at the Holy Hip Hop Awards. Super yeah. fast. There were a couple yep. of places that were great um, that really stood out to me. So one was Club Judah. Uh, Club Judah had everybody there from Corey Red, um, I mean, to a lot of the local artists like Eastwood and um, two five and and even Sailor um, seven even seven before he was really really popular seven would you know come in and, and spit. There were also another place and this was the place for me that just cemented like I, when I got in there I was like man it was called the sanctuary and these these, these two um, young ladies from USC put it on and they put it on inside of um, USC's campus. Man, you want to talk about the greatest atmosphere to be in where just like. Like, I know for a lot of MCs, it's one thing when you go and you just rap and everybody says, oh, you did good or, you know, oh, you sound good or, or you, you are anointed. But it's, it's one thing to go into an environment where it's nothing but MCs. And when you rapping and you, you, you spitting them lines that you know going to really make people go, ooh, when they normally don't. But the whole crowd goes, ooh, because that's what <laughs> they're accustomed to listening for. And the sanctuary was the place. The major one for me was, um, but was later on though. And t- I went to a uh, Holy Culture concert with Cross Movement. Mm-hmm. I must say, that was the most electric place I had ever been in that did any kind of Christian rap. Like those places that were great, but man, when Tadashi got up there and did Off the Hook, it was unlike anything I had ever seen before. So I would have to say the biggest standout <laughs> was that, that Holy Culture concert with Cross Movement. Wow! Wow! Who's next? Who's next? Yeah, I, I think um, 
Man, we we've been spoiled in the city in Detroit, you know. But shout out E-town, to Motown. Yeah, hey, shout out to the Holy Hip Hop Awards. We used to go down there every year and spend look, spend all that money for for five minutes for uh, stay down there for three for three days. It was crazy, but it was it was great memories for that. Um, I think the first like outside of the the local artists that I spoke about, which that was kind of like my first foray, you know, which was, man, was crazy. Um, Cross Movement off of their first, not first album, but the second album. Um, what was the second album? House of Representatives. Yeah. They did a, yeah, they did a, they did a concert here at a high school called King High School. And you, you yeah, can tell that they were, they were new artists. I mean, we knew who they were, but it was this auditorium that could fit about a good thousand man, people. Two thousand. It was about a hundred of us. And uh, man, but we. I remember he uh, cross movement killed it. Uh, that's when Truth was like their Truth was like their roadie at the time. He wasn't even really official member of Cross. Straight up, he wasn't official. I still have. I a, know. I remember. I have an EP of Truth that I bought that night. It was it was a song called Accept the King, I believe. But that was like the craziest. But you know, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. It was a company called um, Fearless Entertainment. They used to do concerts here. So after that, and we used to get everybody that would come through, you know, and some of us that were artists, they were like, they were cool enough to like let us open and things like that. So yeah, I think that first cross movement concert was like, was like it, like, like it was crazy. And speaking of truth, man, I still love his first album, man. Yeah. Um, oh my God! I still think that was probably one of his best albums. I mean, and he's got like what six or seven or more. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but his first album to me is still a bank, still still a banger. You know. Um. Yes, and, uh, sir. Anybody else want to chime in before we uh, yeah. jump to the next question? Why? It's crazy because like everything leading up to what y'all just said, just. I mean, it just fit right in for my first hip. Uh, my first concert was the Truth Oh Four Moment of Truth. That right. album, moment of, yeah, moment that was of my truth. first event that I, I was like, oh, I already knew who he was. So when he came <laughs> to the D, he came to like uh, Good Son said, "What up, Good Son? What up, Paul, what's up, baby? <laughs> Paul, that's it's my a family baby. reunion. Like, I came up watching Paul and he Good Son and Amazing. That's a whole another conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> like he said, Fearless Entertainment was putting them joints on, man. And uh, the yeah. truth, that first album, Moment of Truth, when that tour came to Detroit. I was like, yo, I'm his number one fan. I'm a, I know all the lyrics on the album. And sure enough, I get to the concert, right? And me and my brothers, they hyping me up. Yeah, man, if he calls somebody on stage, you get up there or whatever. And I'm just like, all right, cool. So we chilling and we enjoying the concert. And this song come on. Oh, my God. What song was that? Uh, I can't even remember the song. But I look up front, and on the front row is this young black dude, and he is killing these lyrics. He know all true <laughs> lyrics. And Truth pulled this young black dude on stage, and I'm like, oh, I'm hating. <laughs> this dude know more Truth lyrics than I do. I was like, oh, no. This dude got my shine. Truth pulled him on stage. <laughs> And 
<laughs> Lo and behold, <laughs> it was it was a guy who later on me and this guy became brothers, and his name is Chris Clark. Here from wow, Detroit. I know. CC. Oh yeah, Chris. You Clark. know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That's who it was. And wow. Later on, he went and signed with Pajam. Right. He was right. Records with the truth and all that. And, you know what I'm saying? So right. Me and that dude that night, I, oh, I was he, I was hating on him that night. Did you I tell him? <laughs> did you Did you eventually tell him? Oh yeah, I told him. I was like, man, he wore some weak Timbos. He wore some weak Timbos, <laughs> just like true. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't afford no Tims back then. I was hating. I was like, oh, this nigga got some nerves. <laughs> but I mean, but to hear truth minister live. That energy, I was all in. I was like, oh. Yeah. And when yeah. I seen, when I went to that concert, I mean, from there, it was a rap. It was like, oh, that's what, you know, that's Only what truth. helped, helped me, uh, you know. I remember that. That, that helped that encourage my favorite album. Nothing like Overfly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I know you guys are enjoying our uh, our panel discussion, State of Christian Hip Hop, man. I'm just enjoying it. I'm, I'm just, uh, Enjoying Dice the conversation. Dice get her answer in there. She always oh, Dice, speaking. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm she does. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, no, you're Hey, no, you're fine. I, I was just a little jealous. Everyone had all these superstars at their first uh, hit Christian hip-hop experience. I was I was at the mall. I was at Jay's, Jay's church. Y'all, um, I know. Well, you might yeah. not remember when Jay, Jay at, had the church up at Discover, Discover Mills. Mills Mall. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, wor- I was working there. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. a manager at uh, Easy Spirit, and um, somebody was walking by, passing out flyers, and mm-hmm. here we go again. Do you know Jesus? I'm like, man, <laughs> Jesus, I need that home. And that was my first time. <laughs> yeah, I, I rolled down on the corner, and they were just turned up. Turned up in the church in the mall. And first of all, I've never yep. seen a church in a mall. In a mall. And yep. then, sec- yeah, second of all, just to have so many people rapping about Christ, it was amazing. So, mm-hmm. that was my first That was your experience. first experience? Wow. That's crazy. Oh, I thought, I thought crazy. you were already in it by that time. Mm. No, I mean, I I was into myself and <laughs> that was 2000 and that was 2004 you know 2004 yep uh, i forgot to mention yep. that dice was the first lady of chh christian hip-hop royalty, royalty. royalty. yeah 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. We are humbled no, it, it, by your presence. Oh, come on now. It's a blessing to just get to do what I get to do. I love doing what I yeah. do. And so when you can couple your faith with your passion and what you love to do, like that's yeah. it's just a thing. And it's great. So I know I said that, but I don't want anybody to think that you were like the first female ever to rap CHH. No, of no, course we know. Never but, so tell them what tell them what you were the first lady of, just to clarify. Well, I mean, I, I think I, most of you know, um, I had distribution through Holy Hip Hop. So that was my my first album is through Holy Hip Hop, EMI uh, Gospel. So that was just a yeah, terminology. I'm the first lady at Holy Hip Hop because I'm over there holding it down for the ladies at yeah. Holy Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. So right, that's right, kind of right. how that came about. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how that Wilson came about. 
Yes. That's right. Sam. Eddie Velez. All of them. Yeah. Marco. All of them. Yeah. That's right. He's, he almost stopped us from fighting at the Holy Hip Hop Awards. <laughs> almost. Uh-oh. Almost. <laughs> you, know how long, you know how long we have to wait. You know you, you like, we... We were there one Saturday, and our, our slot was super late. And we kept coming in and out of the arena, coming back to talk to the time people. And they were saying, well, you know, y'all, it's like 10 people in front of y'all. And I, look, I, I swear, I think I think um, Mr. Dale, shout out to Mr. Dale. Look, they, hey, Dale. I, I promise they was on the stage about 10 different times with 10 different people. Oh, man. And, 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 shout out to Mr. Dale. That's my man. Right, Mr. Dale. Dale. And um, so the last time we left from behind the stage and we came back about two people later, the guy was like, um, well, we called for y'all. And it was like, we've been coming back here and forth all day long. You know, we flew all the way from Detroit. And, you know, and, and the guy basically was like, nah, y'all ain't going to. Uh, we probably, we probably know probably who that guy about, was, y'all. Yeah, I, about, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say that. <laughs> and then, and I was yeah, like, I was say that. Danny, Danny came out the office and was like, "What's mm-hmm. going on?" And we told him, and he was like, uh, "I never forget it. It's a guy named uh, Deacon Daz. He was up. They were like, "Who's up?" They was oh, like, "Deacon wow. Daz is up." It's like y'all next. <laughs> so we were out there performing. We were mad in the. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Author and speaker, Dr. Eddie Connor. Uh, I was reading something the other day, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been 50 years since uh, Dr. King was killed. 50 years later, they're still killing kings, you know, uh, to, to really speak truth to power, but also to... I know times are tough. We have a lot going on right now. This is uncharted territory. But remember, God is still in control. I'm radio host Michael Nemes with a word of encouragement just for you. We're going to get through this together. Let's remember those who are on the front lines tackling this virus head on. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. You are the real heroes. And to those who've lost loved ones because of the virus, we are still yet praying for you. Those who tested positive for the virus, this is not your end. You are going to get through this. We are going to get through this. Let's do what we can to stay positive, stay connected, stay home, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay safe. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. interview with him, but my very first column called for the city of Louisville to have a museum for him because at that time there was nothing bearing his name except a little strip of street, you know, how it works in some cities where Martin Luther King Boulevard is in a part of town, but in the rest of the town it's named something else. 
that column ran and the mayor and other folks who knew better and who were embarrassed by it said, okay, it's time. And that helped lead to this effort that had been going on for some time to raise $80 million to build the Muhammad Ali Center, which now exists on the banks of the Ohio River. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. It's time, 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 time of the week. On May 31st, churches across the country and the world celebrated what's called Pentecost. It is the birth of the New Testament church. Pastors and preachers across the country took time out to talk about and discuss what happened thousands of years ago in a little upper room with 120 people when the Holy Spirit failed. One such preacher and pastor, Dr. Frederick D. Haynes III, delivered a powerful message entitled, We Can't Breathe, But We've Got a Second Wind. Taken from St. John the 14th chapter Verses 25 through 27 I want to share a brief excerpt From that sermon For I thought of the week Take a listen as a black woman caused me to reflect on the words of marvelous Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, back in the day, raised the question, what's going on? But you know how he prefaces that particular musical masterpiece. The sonorous, soulful Marvin Gaye basically says, mother, mother, there's far too many of you crying. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. Do you hear Marvin Gaye today raising the question what's going on Gail King is a mother who is crying and there are brothers who are dying and Marvin Gaye can't help but raise the question I raised it this morning what's going on again my sisters and brothers don't forget the con
context, the, the crippling context that Gail King is speaking out of. This is just two weeks, less than two weeks after the, after the brutal slaying of Breonna Taylor, who is hailed as a shero, as a frontline worker who is daring to save other lives. But it's also within two weeks of receiving and watching the video of a young man by the name of Ahmad Arbery being killed for jogging while black. I'm simply asking the question now, what's going on? A mother is crying because too many brothers are dying. But the context is also a pandemic that has put the spotlight on a virus of a pre-existing condition of medical apartheid, environmental racism, and zip code injustice that really makes being black a pre-existing condition in these disunited states of America. That is the context, my sisters and brothers, as Gail King can no longer deal with the relentless attack on her psyche as a black woman, as a black mother, and hear her now as she says to all of us, I love it because she basically leaves the prompter and says, I'm not even dealing with the prompter right now. I'm just going to speak to you, America. I'm going to interrupt your breakfast as you are in the comfort of your home and you need to hear my heartbreak and my hurt as a black woman. I'm not going to let you get away with, I'm not going to let you get away with just being comfortable with the death of others. No, you're going to hear my hurt. You're going to hear my heartbreak. And I love it because she says, I have no words. Have you been there? Is that where some of you are right now? Have you reached a point where basically after this relentless assault on our psyche as people of ebony hue as over and over we get this nightmarish news of black bodies being slain and black people losing their lives at the hands of vigilantes and police officers my sisters and brothers is there anybody like Gail King who has reached the point where you have no words you don't know what to do and then hear her as she goes on to say it's open season. Open season is a metaphor for hunting. Why? Because police and vigilantes are the predators and black people are the prey. She goes on to say, it seems like this is not a safe country for black men. Thank you, Gail King, for your honesty because what really got me at the end of that particular scene is Gail King then gives it over to her co-host, white men. I love the metaphor right there because she's saying I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm passing this on to you white men right now and hear me well, white America. We gonna pass this on to y'all right now because it's time for white folk to step up to be sure I'm grateful and thank God for those white people with conscience who have the soul of blackness in them. And so I thank God for Father Michael Flavor. 
I thank God for Dave Zero and I thank God for those who speak truth to power like George Mason and Jane Elliott. Y'all are our sisters and brothers and we thank God for you. But I'm sick and tired of those whites who sit in judgment on the sidelines about what is going on in the black community even though you have benefited from racism. I'm simply here to say to you since you created racism it's on you to cancel racism. Since you have benefited from racism it's time for you now to put an end to it. Since you my white brothers and sisters have had the nerve to reap dividends from racism you need to repay those who have been broken by racism. I'm simply trying to say I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of white people sitting in judgment or sitting on the sidelines instead of getting involved in the fight against racial injustice and I'm particularly speaking and hollering at white preachers and black preachers with white theology uh oh did you say that Freddie Haynes I'm gonna do it one more time I'm talking right now to white preachers and black preachers with white theology because you're simply white preachers in black face whenever your theology is so twisted that it does not address systemic injustice when you are so caught up in personal piety but it does not translate into social responsibility that is a twisted theology that has poisoned our psychology and produces a sick sociology to remix the late great William Augustus Jones Jr. I'm simply trying to say white preachers it's time for you to stand up if, if because if white preachers especially white evangelical preachers would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ a gospel that sets the captives free brings good news to the poor delivers the downtrodden and announces the year of economic justice called Jubilee if white preachers would do that in their pulpits to their parishioners we could begin to dismantle racism right away and so I'm simply saying you have created racism now it's time for you to cancel racism my sisters and brothers I'm simply trying to say right now that we find ourselves in a time where we are going to have to continue the fight but we also need those who find themselves benefiting from racism to stand up step up and speak up it's your time right now if America is going to heal and be whole if America is going to heal from the sickness the virus that began at the founding of this country as it unveiled the hypocrisy of this nation's practice of democracy because you said all men were created equal while at the same time you treated black people as merchandise as as less than human you didn't recognize our humanity no wonder that is in the DNA of too many white police officers and white vigilantes who find themselves not seeing the humanity of black people because they criminalize black people and demonize black people to justify what they do to black people yes I'm simply trying to say my sisters and brothers that Gail King is saying to all of us and Marvin Gaye is hollering what's going on here this mother crying because she's sick 
of our brothers dying and with that being the case I could not wait to hop homiletically into this prior profound pregnant and prophetic passage here on Pentecost Sunday it's Pentecost Sunday I love it it's Pentecost Sunday and on Pentecost Sunday that is the advent of the Holy Spirit that gave birth to the church don't forget the wind blew and the fire fell in essence the church of Jesus Christ is born because those faithful fledgling followers of an executed criminal by the name of Jesus of Nazareth they found themselves on Pentecost field with the Holy Spirit they got a second wind you about to catch this aren't you they got a second wind and when they got their second wind it hit me that that is exactly what we need we need a second wind we need a second wind for George Floyd because George Floyd there in Minneapolis Minnesota died he was killed he was murdered at the hands of a police officer parenthetically who had 18 please don't miss that 18 complaints that had been filed against him would you please explain to me how you can have 18 complaints filed against you but you still have a job would any of you out there listening at me right now have a job if you had 18 complaints filed against you and yet that man had a had a job as a police officer and my girl Linda Clemens who specializes in reading body language she said when she read his body language look at his audacity as he looked into the camera you could tell she says that he was in charge what was worse she said that you could tell this was not the first time he had done that and yet he still had a job and yes I'm trying to let you know right now that that brother George Floyd perished he died a brother died and the brother died and when he died hear his last words as he called for his mother 46 years old but pleading for his life calling for his mother and declaring I can't breathe that is what the same language used in New York City just several years ago by another brother who could not breathe my sisters and brothers as he died at the hands of the chokehold of a police officer and that's why I want to stop right now because that is a metaphor for what it means to be black in this country we can't breathe because of your policing that polices us while protecting white people we can't breathe because of public policies that preclude our possibilities we can't breathe because of the disparate way you fund public education so that the have gots get more and the have nots receive less and we have to pass the same standardized test we can't breathe we can't breathe because of zip code injustice our life expectancy is not determined by our genetic code but by our zip code because of environmental racism a lack of access to health 
health care, not to mention food insecurity and food deserts, food swamps, food apartheid. We can't breathe because of policies. We can't breathe because you criminalize black people. We can't breathe because you don't recognize our humanity, a part of God's human family. We can't breathe. And since we can't breathe, please don't judge us for our rage because right now I've got to quote my girl Lauren Hill. She said black rage is founded on blatant denial, squeezed economic subsistence survival, deafening silence and social control. Black rage is founded on wounds on the soul. We can't breathe because our souls are wounded. We can't breathe and because we can't breathe it means that evidently you are still on our necks. I got a quote. Thank you Floyd Inslee. Our main man Malcolm X. Malcolm was evidently responding to folk who could not handle. Here it is the passionate anger in his voice and Malcolm said that ain't a chip on my shoulder that's your foot on my neck. We can't breathe because your foot is on our neck. We can't breathe because while we took a knee thank you Colin Kaepernick to stand against racial injustice you need our necks and we can't breathe we can't breathe and so since we can't breathe I don't want you to judge here it is the righteous indignation that is boiling in the streets after all how dare you talk about looting how dare you talk about looting you specialize in looting America as a matter of fact you were born looting thank you Tamika Mallory because Tamika Mallory spoke truth to power and she said that's all America has ever done engaged in looting from the founding of this country you looted the Native Americans of their land you looted Africa of African Amer of African people and made them slaves you looted them and used them to build this country for free. You looted them and denied them their right to be human beings. You looted us and you kept on looting us with Plessy versus Ferguson. You looted us as you destroyed Black Wall Street 199 years ago today. You have been looting us. You kept on looting us and you're still looting us. You loot us through gentrification. You loot us as you populate our communities with, with predatory lenders as you loot us, you keep on looting. I charge you with looting America, but you're not just looters. You are the greatest purveyors of violence on the planet today to use the language of Martin Luther King Jr. So don't you dare judge those in the streets who are enraged and engaged in righteous anger. And please don't conflate and confuse them with those watch this those anarchists with an agenda because they're using this rage that we have as a cover for their abominable agenda don't confuse us with them because we know your history you have a history the last march led by dr king you sabotaged it by paying people to engage in violence we've seen this movie before we ain't new to this we true to this and so don't confuse and conflate 
with those engaged in anarchy with those who are righteously indignant I've got to go on now because I'm letting you know that here is a nation that is that that has their knee in our neck and we can't breathe but this text says we still have a second win a second win I'm loving that a second win you do know that one of the Greek words for Holy Spirit is pneuma p-n-e-u-m-a that leads to pneumonia you recognize that pneuma pneumonia it has to do with breath or wind are you feeling me right now and so pneumatology that means that that's the study of the Holy Spirit pneuma spirit wind I hope you enjoyed part one of the of the state of Christian hip hop. We truly enjoyed uh, all of our guests again: Steph Swig, B. Rudd, Good Son, Double ATL, Epic Dice Gamble, and my good friend and co-host Ty Scott King. I want to thank you guys so much, man. You really uh, made our show on yesterday very very special. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show as well. And again, shouts out to Dr. Frederick Haynes III, Frederick Douglas Haynes III, pastor of Friendship West Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, for that powerful, powerful thought of the week. We can't breathe, but we've got a second win. We hope you got your second win on tonight. And again, we're uh, sending our thoughts and prayers to the family of George Floyd and all of those who've fallen victim to this uh this growing virus of police brutality and racism in this country and certainly we want to do whatever we can to speak out speak up and to speak out against what is going on um in uh, in this country um this is what this radio show has been about and will always be about a platform uh to speak truth to power we thank you again for tuning in to tonight's show we truly truly appreciate it we're bringing you part two of this amazing discussion on next tuesday so stay tuned for that remember to rate review and subscribe to the thinking out loud radio show your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web remember to follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show also add us at on instagram and twitter at tol radio host msn we would love to hear from you leave us a comment or send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com guys a lot of ways to keep in touch with us we would love to hear from you well until next time always remember if you can think it you can believe it if you can believe it you can see it if you can see it you can be it if you can be it you can achieve it the power rests in you the mind's most powerful muscle in your body use what you got to get what you want the power is in you it's the thinking out loud radio show Thanks for listening.
Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.